Welcome to a Thanksgiving Eve edition of the Intoxicated Sports Report. I'm Emerson Hip, and on the other side of the line is Mr. Gates Emoji. Yes, How you doing, sir? Here. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good for doing a, a, a remote episode today for the sake yeah. of well-being. Want to say sorry to our YouTube audience, or probably two people who listen to us on YouTube. <laughs> I am sick, and I don't want to get Emerson sick because he is hosting, well, his family's hosting Thanksgiving, so the last thing yes. I want to do is spread whatever I have. I don't think it's COVID. I think it's just something else. Some some sickness. Yeah. Last thing I want to do was give it to you guys because I know you're going to be around a lot of people. So. Yes, we don't need uh, any more of that. Thank you, for, thank you, everybody, for understanding. Thank you, yep. Emerson, for understanding. All I can say is that I'm glad we're doing an episode because given my obligations with family this week, it wasn't a guarantee. So here we are. And I, and I was able to – I got off early today, not because I had to take the time off, but day before Thanksgiving, my work, we got off at one. Nice. How about that? So it was kind of a perfect storm. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right. What are you drinking over there, my friend? Take a guess. Ooh. Take a guess. I'm going to say a seltzer. No. No? Um, I think I'm going to throw you way off on this one. Oh, okay. Ooh. What could be outside the box here? Obviously not a 211. Think No, thank God. <laughs> um, think, yeah. about this, think about my circumstances and kind of put it towards that. <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, you're not having um, having like a hot toddy. I am having a hot toddy. Oh, look at you! I'm having well, I'm having a poor man's version of the hot toddy, but okay. it tastes How, pretty good. How'd you make it? I have well, I'm using brandy. Can you guess what kind of brandy I'm using? Uh, ooh, J. Uh, what's it called? J and B. No, E and J. E and J. Yes, I was thinking of the scotch. A little irk and jerk. There you go. Um, it's uh, so it's pretty much E and J. What we have warm water, and then I put that got some lemon in there. There you go, no tea or anything like that. Is that what you're supposed to do? Well, look like a traditional hot toddy has cloves, which kind of when you put it in the hot water has like a tea flavor. Uh, not yeah. that just, just tastes pretty hot good, water. nice. Yeah, any any sweetener in there? I thought about cinnamon, like we don't have cinnamon sticks here, so gotcha. that kind of like isn't that kind of the way to do it? Cinnamon yeah, cinnamon sticks are very, very common as well. Uh, and we had like kind of like cinnamon that you can like shake out of a shaker, but I was just like, nah, it's fine. That might make it too spicy and bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Tastes good though. I'm digging it. Nice. Also have extra hot water with me, extra lemon and extra E and J just in case I finish my first cup. <laughs> there you go. There you go. What are you drinking? I got a nice Victoria. Okay. The last episode. You. Or two episodes ago. Look at you. Just keeping it light. These things are only um they're like four percent. Uh, I would I would think most Mexican lagers are like yeah. that, right? Well, I think like Modelo is like five. Yeah, these are four four flat. It's like a Coors Light of Mexican beer. Yep. Um, but they are quite tasty. Are you watching anything right now? Uh, no, not watching anything. Is there been anything going on? I'm watching BYU USC. It's kind of a the I mean, basketball. Yeah, college basketball. It's the only thing <laughs> I can put on right now because oh, no, I think World Cup stuff's over. Correct. Yeah. Um, no football right now uh, yeah so this is pretty much all i got yeah we're just we're doing a, a nice midday episode too yes we're, it's, it's really 2 34 p.m yeah probably one of Sun our shining early, probably one of our earlier episodes that we've done yeah it's a it's a beautiful day in napa by the way it is a beautiful day a beautiful fall day the leaves are just popping right now wish i felt better for it, you know yep you excited for your Thanksgiving festivities? Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's always good to see the family. We got 27 people slated to be at the house this week. Jeez. So it's going to be wild. Got That's going to be fun. 
it's yeah, it's got, a, got a lot of drinkers in the family. Got some bartenders. So what, when's like the last big night for you guys? Would you say Saturday night? Uh, Friday. Yeah, everyone's going home Saturday. Uh, okay, gotcha. That yeah. sucks. I'm not gonna be able to make it over there. Yeah, I wish you wish you could uh, stop in at some point, but I know you're I just, dealing with your yeah. I don't want to with your situation. Don't want to be that guy. Yep. All right. So uh, what do we got going on today, Gage? We got some World Cup action. World Cup just started two days ago, right? Yep. Got some MLB our awards that came out. College football, our college football picks as always, and then of course the bulk of the show, the NFL. And we oh, are doing yeah. our top. And we're doing our top six today. Ooh, debut, baby. Debut. How you feel about your list? Um, the two and the three are iffy for me, but and we'll get into it for if we have new listeners and don't understand what we're doing. Right. But I, I'm, you know, you know how I do it, and I know how you do it. You know what I mean? You know, and and. I have my I have had my way in the past, but I think I've, I tweaked it a little bit this year. So I'll, I'll explain that when we get there. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Looking forward to it. Right on. I hope Let's your, start with your, your, your Niners better not be up there, by the way. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> not yet. Not that stupid. <laughs> <laughs> if you could take off that Bears loss, I might be in the in the conversation, but yep. can't do that. No, you can't. <laughs> All right. Let's start with the World Cup. Did you watch any soccer over the? Oh, we watched the U.S. game. We together. watched the U.S. game together. Remember? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Other than that, do you watch any soccer? I have not. Gotcha. And I'm not going to be able to watch the U.S. play on Friday either, which is lame, but I have to work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to go back. Bummer. Yeah. But, of course, uh, and, of, and, of course, it starts at 11. Like, if it started at, like, 12, I may be able to watch a little bit of it because I have my lunch at 12.45. Oh, right. Well, you can but, maybe catch the very end of it. Probably. And then, yeah, if it's close, then I'll definitely yeah. tune in. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, World Cup began on Sunday. Uh, the host nation, Qatar, took the 2 nothing loss to Ecuador. Um, all I can say is I'm definitely rooting against Qatar in this in this tournament. That kind so. of, that, that kind of see, seems to be the con, the consensus all right. Right. Um, also, the, like you said, uh, we watched the U.S. game together on Monday. They took a one-one draw with Wales. That was a tough one. It was, it was a, a tough t- one. A tough one, man. Yeah. Tim Weah had the goal for the U.S. in the first half. They looked actually pretty strong, and then they kind of seemed to take the foot off the gas pedal and kind of ran out of gas. You could say at the end as well. Well, um, they, they played over 100 minutes, didn't they? They did with, with stoppage time and all that. It's a lot of um, running. It's a lot of running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And giving up the goal the way they did was tough, too. I mean, uh, on a penalty, I think in around the 80th minute. Yeah. Um, you, you weren't happy about that one. Yeah. I mean, and, and Walker Zimmerman, who's, you know, our top uh, defenseman, made yeah. just a really unnecessary play on, on Gareth Bale in the box and committed the penalty. And, mm-hmm. of course, he put it home. But well, uh, yeah, I, I kind of I always forget how close penalty kicks really are to the goal. Oh, I know it's crazy. It's I mean it's got to be what ten feet. It's I think it's um, from where the ball is to the like the goal. Not ten feet. It's like it's like ten yards. Oh, okay, the it, spot it, just, is. it looks yeah. close. And if you're a goalie, it's like good. You're guessing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I mean, you might do some kind of homework to see what the guy does in other matches and what. Right, but but really, you're just. You're, you are guessing, like you said. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. it's a coin flip to even guess right. And then, you know, being that close, they're probably going to beat mm-hmm. you anyways, which is what happened on that particular shot as well. And the U.S. goalie guessed right. It's just he got to pass yeah. him. Right. Exactly. And that goal was a dart, by the way, by that. Yeah, he, he nailed that thing. <laughs> <laughs> he nailed that thing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll take the point out of it, but uh, it would have been nice to, to get a win, especially against uh, Wales, who seems like probably the – Toughest competition for the second spot in the mm-hmm. in the group. Um, 
U.S. plays England on Friday, which they beat Iran 6-2 in the first game. They look pretty damn dominant. So Not ideal for our boys. Yeah, I, I think um, it feels like they just need to try and do everything to scrap out a draw against England if they can. It's not going to be easy by any means, but if they can be a little greasy, if they have to do it. Whatever it and, takes. Whatever, yeah, it whatever it takes. And uh, somehow come out with a draw. But that would be best case scenario, I think. And then we'll play Iran and hope things fall the way they may. Well, I mean, so you're giving them no shot to even win this. So you're saying best case scenario is I mean, draw. of course they, they could win it. I'm not gonna say it's impossible, but I don't I don't expect it. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Especially uh the way England looked the other day. Mm-hmm. Um so far, only a couple a couple of upsets. Uh, biggest one, Saudi Arabia beat Argentina yesterday two one. That was pretty wild. No one saw that coming. Yeah. Uh, Messi, you know, not looking good in his first game. He did score the score the one goal, but you know, uh, Argentina has loftier goals than losing to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> also, Japan, uh, they, they stunned Germany uh, today with a 2-1 victory um, in one of the early games. You know, I saw some Japan fans post-game picking up trash for the people that work for the stadium. <laughs> really? Is that kind of cool? That's, that is, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm all about not littering. You, call, you know what you call that? Class. Yes, sir. Good karma. Straight, straight up class. Yeah, karma as well. <laughs> it's funny. There was a couple guys on the uh, on the Fox uh, analyst panel that were thinking that Japan might be uh, might be better than than expected in this group. Well, so far they look like they're right because yeah, it's a it's a loaded group because Germany and Spain are you know national powerhouses and uh, they're in the same group with Japan and I forget who the other team is, but the fact that they got the win already against Germany that's setting them up pretty well. Yeah. Not bad at all. Um, and then for in, our Mexican, in, oh, in Germany, Germany's always good at this, right? The oh, World yeah. Cup. Yeah, they're, like. they're always a favorite. Didn't much they win it, win, did win it a couple years ago? They won or, it in 2014, or, I believe. I guess what I mean a couple years ago, I mean probably eight years couple, ago. A couple of World Cups ago. A couple of World Cups ago. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I want to say they won in 2014. I think you were right. Yeah. And for our Mexican friends out there, they took a 0 0 draw against Poland in their first game yesterday. Shout Mexi- out so. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Mexico has that goalie who just seems to show up in the World Cup. Right? Memo Ochoa, he's he's been stud. He kind of looks like time. he kind of looks like Anderson Bergeau. <laughs> That's a good call up the hair. Yeah, the hair, yeah. yeah. Or like or a little like sideshow Bob type deal. <laughs> I like I like your pulls. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I think it's probably what I'm, it's probably what I'm best at. Yeah. I want to so, say yeah. I want to say one thing about Qatar. Yeah. Just Qatar in general, the place. So did you hear it reversed its beer policy for the World Cup? Right, right. And will now only sell non-alcoholic options at the stadiums. Yeah. And FIFA has a seventy-five million dollars sponsorship agreement with Budweiser. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> See, that is some, that's some major money we're talking right. Budweiser's now. probably trying to get some of that money back. I gotta imagine. I mean, yeah, they could probably sell their NAs, which yeah. people. I bet you people probably do buy them. I would think so. I wouldn't personally because I'm not gonna waste my money. I mean, it would um, kind of. Uh... Depend on the price, I guess, but yeah, I'm sure they're overpriced. And I think we, we talked about this earlier in the week, but this reminds me of when Garrett, Devin, and I went to the Stanford game, or went to the, <laughs> or went went to the went to the, the Galaxy, the Quakes game yeah. at Stanford Stadium, and there was no booze. So I kind yeah. of feel I kind of feel for these Qatar people and the people who are watching the World Cup in Qatar. Right. Just, well, who's, who's that guy that you followed or, or saw those tweets about him drinking Bud Zeros at the game? Uh, <laughs> I forget I forget exactly what he said. Yeah. 
It was something about how you're drinking non-alcoholic beers and the, the match that you watch goes into a draw. <laughs> yeah. It's, just, it's, like, it's like the ultimate kiss in your sister situation. <laughs> totally. Like, I'm drinking something that tastes like beer, but I ain't getting drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I had to mention that. I know that's common knowledge at this point, but that's just ridiculous, man. Right, right. I just don't even, like, wouldn't Qatar want this when it comes to revenue? You'd think, but they're, they got their uh, their beliefs, I guess, so. I mean, just that's a tough deal. Yeah, no doubt. And I, no, and, I, yeah. and, I, and I love me some red and whites, you know what I mean? I love Budweiser. Oh, yeah. It's classic. It's classic. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to Friday. Get up uh, with a cup of coffee and watch, uh, watch our friends from overseas. Hell, yeah. I'm feeling good about it. I'm feeling good. I, I think the the U.S. could definitely get out of the group. They're just going to have after taking the draw on Monday. They're going to have to have some things go right for them. But they definitely got a chance to get out. What, what's the uh, the slogan? I believe that we will win. I believe that we will win. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that was like that was like the coolest World Cup to watch for us. Wasn't that like 2014? Right, right. Which, which uh, they it? did go to the round of 16 that year, which was is. It? The goalie was Tim Howard. Tim Howard, yeah, yeah. Tim Howard, okay. For some yeah. reason, I thought I was thinking of Ron Howard, the director. <laughs> nope, you got it right, Tim. Sweet, sweet. Okay, ready to talk a little bit of baseball? Yeah, probably our last last baseball. Well, actually, no, no, I'm well, not going to say that. We're moving into free agency. Ooh, so yeah, some well, fun could happen. You never know. I, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry for everyone that was hoping that we were never going to talk about baseball again until next spring. Here we are. Oh, we're here. Yeah. So uh, we had the remaining awards announced since our last episode. Justin Verlander and Sandy Alcantara, unanimous Cy Youngs in their respective leagues. Um, we also had Aaron Judge and Paul Goldschmidt, MVPs of the leagues. Any uh, any surprises there for you? I just I I for some I had totally had Paul Goldschmidt under the radar. Really? Like he, he had, had an awesome year. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I just did for some reason I didn't know that he was in contention for this. What were his numbers? Do you know off the top of your head? He had like 35 bombs, uh, hit, you know, over 300. Um, he had, and, and so if you compare him to the other two candidates or the other two finalists, it was uh, Nolan Arenado and um, Manny Machado. Mm. He outpaced them in OPS by like 90 points each. So he had a pretty, pretty healthy advantage offensively. Uh, three uh, former, three former NL Westers right there, by the way. That's right. That's right. I like that. Um, and even though obviously Machado and and uh, Arenado are given more defensive value, Paul Goldschmidt's a really good defensive first baseman as well. Mm-hmm. So I think you you pair that with his year at the plate. Even though he had a rough September, his overall numbers are still outstanding. Um, so I think I think that's what put him over the top. That's great for him. You know he yeah. was a you know he's a giant killer or he was oh, yeah. when he played for the Diamondbacks. Totally, totally. And did he ever flirt back then with MVP when he was at the Diamondbacks? Oh, he might have had a uh, you know a top five finish, maybe even a final finalist finish, but uh, but they were never really good enough to like make the playoffs. Ever. Yeah, I think I think they only went to the playoffs maybe a couple times while he was there. Yeah, and if you're the Cardinals, you got to think, hey, we had two guys in the in the MVP voting that were yeah, top three, no doubt. That's you know, look, I mean, they're, they're older guys, but the future at least for the next few years is looking good for them. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And then Aaron Judge, no surprise there. I think that was. Yeah. The fact There's that he didn't win it unanimously, unanimously is, I mean, obviously people are going to give Otani some love, but I still felt like pretty clear cut that Judge should have been the guy. It's just the story of it. Right. He's the Yankee. 
He's past Roger Maris, who was a Yankee. Right. 62 home runs. It was just, it was just a really, he, really good story. That's what I mean. There was no doubt. In my yeah. Mind. And he had a legendary season. I mean, this is going to go down as maybe one of the best hitting seasons of all time. Yeah. And I think if he would, if he would have got the triple crown, which he was close to, right? He, yeah. He only finished probably, second in, in batting average. That probably would have rivaled one, of, you know, probably would have rivaled any hitter for the best hitting season of all time. Yeah. I think even regardless of that, it's still right there. But you, you know? would probably, you'd probably agree that would help. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it would just put, you know, cherry on the top, I guess, if you will. Yeah. Um, but it, it was interesting. I was watching MLB Network the other day when they were leading up to the awards, and um, uh, Brian Kenny did a breakdown about his season compared to Otani's. And even with Judge, even with uh, Otani's value as a pitcher and his value as a hitter, Judge still topped him with just his offense alone. Wow. So I think that tells you how good of a season he had. And we've kind of seen through any kind of league, really. It's hard to get win back-to-backs. And even, you know, everyone, everyone always makes this comp, this comp that Michael Jordan didn't win the MVP every year of his career, even though right. he probably should have. Right. He's, he's clearly the best player. Yeah. And you can and kind I, of say the same about LeBron. To yeah. Some and I, and I still think Judge had a better season than Otani, but what, what Otani does on both sides of the ball is incredible. Oh, no, it's ridiculous. And yeah. it's something that we, I mean, we might see it because the evolution of the game might get to that point. Right. But, but right now, he's one of one. Yeah. Yeah, Babe Ruth maybe, but he's pitching in a way different era. Right. It's a, it's a totally different game, for sure. Yeah. And Babe but, Ruth didn't even actually pitch and hit for, for very long. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he gave up pitching, you know, pretty early in his career. Which was, you know, pretty good idea. On his yeah. <laughs> I think he made the right choice. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, so the uh, – I guess that wraps up 2022. On to free agency. Interesting development. Cody Bellinger is now a free agent after just three years after winning NL MVP. He was he, a bad. He was a bad boy. Yeah, he he had an amazing 2019 season. Um, and and I have to imagine he'll be able to. He was going to find a team just based off what could happen from here on out alone. Right. The really the situation that led to this is that he was on his last year of arbitration, which you can't really take a pay cut in arbitration. So mm-hmm. the Dodgers would have had to pay him, like, I, I want to say around $18 million at minimum. And okay. they just decided, you know, we, we're just not going to do that. It doesn't make sense. And it sounds like he is potentially a candidate to get re-signed by the Dodgers, just at a lower rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but, he, yeah, he's now a free agent. Sounds like the Giants are actually interested in, which I think he would be a pretty good center fielder for us. But Yeah, I was just going to ask, how would you feel about that? Um, if they get him at, you know, the right price, obviously, it's uh, – I'd be okay with it. He's looking for a one-year deal, it sounds like, to hopefully get healthy and uh, and kind of boost his value again mm-hmm. um, for another free agency. But, uh, yeah, we'll see see what happens. So did you see your boy Aaron Judge was here in the Bay Area? Yes, might, sir. Might, might, might still be here, actually. Yeah, yeah. It was, was confirmed that he did meet with the Giants, too. Ooh. It just makes me. I mean, I know, I, I know, I've talked about how I'd rather have like a Trey Turner than Aaron Judge, but no matter who they get, like if they get Aaron Judge, it's gonna be pretty cool. Right. Yeah. No doubt. That's that's gonna be huge. Right. I think just just for the box office aspect of it. Yeah. Like, you know, how many, you know how many tickets they're gonna sell if they sign him alone? Right. Just because of him. Yeah. I mean, and we've heard the the talk around you know Bay Area radio about how you know Giants fans filled the park when just because of Barry Bonds, even when they were had their you know, down years with him still there. You know, there was, they needed some kind of a spectacle to be in the in the in the park. Yeah, and then of course we had like the Tim Lincecum era as well, and, and the World Series rings and all that. But 
last last handful of years attendance has gone down but i think that's kind of because they haven't really had anyone to to go see and if i saw correctly i forget which what site it was but apparently he has the best odds to sign with the giants now oh wow even even better even better than the yankees so i mean i don't really know what all that means it's probably just based on the fact that he was here visiting Mm -hmm. the giants but but also, I've heard that he's gonna, you know, the Dodgers are gonna try to. So it's just I'm, he's, yeah. probably, he's probably just making his rounds, and he happens to be here for his family. And it's just he probably just made it all happen at one point for him. Right, no doubt. So I but, imagine there's gonna be some sort of a bidding war going on. <laughs> yeah, that '99 on that cream jersey though would look mm. real nice. That'd look real. Telling nice. me. <laughs> all right. You know, you know, I'm kind of sad. Speaking of speaking of jerseys, because I can't see what jersey you got yet. I know. Uh, I would have definitely been wearing it, um, but uh, but yeah, I got to save it for the camera for sure. So, em- so Emerson bought a New Jersey for those wondering, and yeah. I think it's a McCaffrey Stanford jersey, preferably red, <laughs> number five. But he he might have he might have cashed out and went for the Niner one. We'll see. See you next week, hopefully. Either that, yeah, it's either that or like the like the. Um, Niners 1994 ones that they wear, the throwbacks. Mm-hmm. And if you got one of those, I'm not spilling the beans yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I just keep, I just keep saying it to see if you're in a cave, but you're not. So. <laughs> I no think fun. no matter what, you'll, you'll like it. Okay. I mean, you won't like it, but you'll like it. Is it a Panthers jersey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> JK, JK. Uh, all right. College football time. Yes. You ready? Oh, yeah. Um, kind of interesting week, I would say. We had uh, three of the top four teams all actually really. If if you throw Georgia in there, they all none of them were that impressive uh, against their opponents. Um, Ohio State, Michigan, and TCU—they all won by close, you know, scores. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, number five, Tennessee—they got smoked by South Carolina, sixty-three thirty-eight. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, Heisman candidate. Hendon Hooker done for the year with a torn ACL. Quarterback for Tennessee. Yep. So how'd you sucks feel, for him? How'd you feel about your boy Spencer Rattler kicking, <laughs> kick, it up. kicking ass this week? Uh, don't care. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but always, good for him, I guess. I'll always think of you and Garrett when I think I see him because you guys watch QB One. He was oh, yeah. on the show on Netflix. Okay, he's such a douche. Um, he's definitely got an ego to him. Yep. Yep. Uh, we also had a couple great Pac-12 games. USC won uh, 48-45 over UCLA. Had a lot of fans on both sides of the of that game at the hotel this weekend. Battle of Los uh, Angeles, baby. Yep. And then Oregon with a with a close win, twenty to seventeen over Utah. So, kind of looking like uh, USC Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game at this rate, which would be fun. Yeah, it's fun. That's a that's probably what college football wants, right? That's probably. <laughs> Two biggest brands probably in that conference. In the conference, yeah, for sure. It's crazy seeing six teams from the Pac-12 in the top twenty-five right now. This isn't your. This isn't your your dad's uh, <laughs> Pac-12, right? <laughs> or well, I guess you could say it is because the Pac-12 yeah. used to be strong. Well, I was going to say your brothers, but you know, I, I know you don't have siblings, but I guess this isn't your brother's yeah. Pac-12. Even though, <laughs> I mean, Oregon was good, and then USC was good back yeah. back back in the day. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Also, Cal won the big game for all you uh, Bay Area fans out there. Are you hurt? Are you hurt? I am so hurt, dude. 
it is funny that our friends uh, Scott and Justin are you know so hyped over getting their fourth win of the season. But it's the big game. <laughs> oh my god, it's the big game. I know you so, don't care. You don't care about the big game at all. It's not that I don't care at all. It's just like I, it's, it's hard for me to get excited about it in a, in a year like this where both teams are terrible. But have both teams really been good recently when they played? Uh, it's been a while. Because even when Stanford was good, they were rolling Cal every year. Right, and Cal was in the dumpster. When they had Toby and they had Andrew Luck. Yeah, I think the, the last time both teams were even remotely interesting was when Cal actually beat Stanford in Andrew Luck's freshman year. That, oh, was, okay. that was Toby Gerhardt's Heisman campaign. And you told me you told me in this game, the big game, that – so the final score was 27 to 20. Right, and the only reason why Stanford got twenty is because their kicker kicked a sixty-yard field goal to end, just, 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 just yeah. to end the game. Sixty-one-yard buzzer beater to lose by seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Pretty impressive, nonetheless, though, especially from a college kicker. No, that is very impressive. Because college kickers, to me, are the most unreliable people on the planet. Yeah. Joshua Cardi, he's a he might be a professional prospect because he's actually been really good this year for. For Stanford, yeah. You see my so, boy. You see my boy Brett Maher hit two sixties in a row. Yeah, oh, we like a boss. Like oh yeah, a boss. <laughs> yeah, they. Tra- yeah, those those umpires tried to botch that game for the Cowboys, but you know, sure did. All right, but can only do so much when it's uh, forty to three. Exactly. Um. All right. So, Gage, you went two and zero this week. Nicely cool. done. Thank Got you. the cover on USC. Thank you. And then you also scored on. Oh, yeah, Illinois actually almost beat Michigan. That's right. And then plus 17 and a two-point loss. All I see is dollar signs, baby. Hey, yo. I uh, had one loss and one draw or one push, if you will. Um, freaking, which, is, which is a bummer. Yeah. Stanford, I had them plus four and a half. They lost by a touchdown. Oregon, plus or minus three, won by exactly three. So, yeah, I kissed my sister this week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Gage, you are now. Let's see, what's your record? You're eight and seven in college. Not, not bad. It's pretty much where I'm at with the NFL. Yep, I'm now six. Good. About flirting with five hundred. Uh, yeah. uh, I am six eight and one. Um, we are entering the final week of the regular season, getting ready for championship week next week. That was, um, cool. that was quick, man. I know this season did kind of fly, but college that- always ends a lot earlier. Because they only play, what, 13 regular season games? 12. 12? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago that it was only, like, 11. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they got to they pump those numbers up. Yeah. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to do our picks. We actually have them already dialed in. So, Gage, uh, you want to give me your four? Yeah. So, I'm going to pick Michigan plus seven and a half against Ohio State. I don't know if they'll necessarily win, but I don't think Ohio State will cover. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Both teams coming off uh, tough games. Um, so uh, that, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm picking South Carolina against Clemson plus 14 and a half. Just a big number. That is a big number. It's a big number. We know Clemson hasn't been that dominant this year, so yeah, makes sense. I'm also picking Oregon minus three against Oregon State. Okay, like that. And I'm also picking USC minus five and a half against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who lost to Stanford. Stanford, yes, That's yes, right. got it right. Just want to make sure. <laughs> Just want, to make sure, it. just want to make sure everyone knows that. Yes, yes. Uh, I did not put Stanford on the on the picks this week, unfortunately. <laughs> Thank God. 
Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. All right. Since it is rivalry week, we, we did go big, though. Um, so my four picks are taking Ole Miss minus two against Mississippi State on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, the one Thanksgiving, big Thanksgiving game, I think. Um, also got North Carolina minus six and a half against NC State. And I'm taking Florida at number 16, Florida State, plus nine and a half. And then last but not least, in the Iron Bowl, Auburn is getting 22 points against Alabama. I think I'm going to take them. Okay. You know, I'm refilling my hot toddy right now. Not to, okay. be, not to be confused with Ole Miss. <laughs> hotty toddy toddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. This is, it. this is actually hitting the spot. Dude, those are nice. Can't lie. It's just, you know, nice and warm on the throat. Oh, yeah. Not too bad. I, I can't lie. I like a nice cup of tea in, in the you know cold cold weather season. Yeah, I don't drink tea a lot. I mean, I'm not a coffee guy either. But if I were to drink one or the other, I'd probably go tea because it's a healthier option. Even though I do like the taste of coffee better. Yeah. But tea is refreshing. Love a good chamomile. Yeah. Good sleepy time tea if I'm you know ready to go to bed. I love me some good old black tea. Pump me up. I like uh, I kind of like black tea when it's cold. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. Yep, like some iced tea. Yeah, like iced tea. Iced tea. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Ready for some NFL football? Uh, yeah. Yeah. How about your boys? Dude, this was the surprise of the season. Really glad I did not put a gauges guarantee on this game. Yeah, that would have been a mistake. Because I would have been <laughs> sick from, from being sick and drinking a 211. I think if you put a gauges guarantee on this one and they won like this, you'd have to drink two 211s. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, how do you figure? How do you figure? Uh, I don't know. Maybe only because it was 40 to 3, something like that. This was this was incredible. So total yards, you have it written down here. Thank you. Cowboys, yeah. 458. Minnesota, 183. Ouch. Third Ridiculous. downs, Third downs, the Cowboys were 12 for 17. The Vikings were 1 for 11. <laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, my God. I think God. they were also 0 for 2 on fourth down, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Sacks, the Cowboys had 7. <laughs> Minnesota, That's dominant. Yeah, Minnesota had none. They literally just owned them in every aspect of the yeah. game. This was the largest road victory in franchise history for the Cowboys. Crazy. Dak Prescott had arguably his best game probably ever. At least yeah. efficient, at least from the efficiency standpoint. Right. 22 25, two touchdowns, and a passer rating of 139. It's beautiful. How can you ask for any more? And I believe the what the best you could do for passer rating is 153.4. I think it's 158, something like that. 158.3 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah. what it is. If the Cowboys could play like this, like in the second week of February, they'd be just perfect. <laughs> I would just love that. I bet you would. Also, uh, Tony Pollard, 80 yards rushing, 109 yards receiving, and two touchdowns receiving. Yeah, he went off. And Micah Parsons had two of those Cowboys seven sacks. It was, uh, it was about as beautiful as it gets for Cowboy Nation. So last week I was pretty down and out after that Packer game. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, Makes sense. that's, that's fair because yeah. it's a game the Cowboys probably should have won. And, you know, last week, you know, I feel like I'm hot and cold the Cowboys every other week. Yep. And I said last week, the Cowboys are not contenders. I think this week they are contenders. So this, this erased that completely for you? <laughs> not completely. Well, for, yeah, we'll say erase it completely. But if they lose to the Giants who are a good team record wise, I'll yep. go back to them being not contenders. So <laughs> stay tuned. I will say, I, I, wait, go ahead. There you go. I will say, because I contended with Arb on, on how good I think the Vikings are. 
Mm. Um, he thought they were, you know, a big threat in the NFC. I still don't believe they are. I didn't believe it last week, even with that win against the Bills, because I felt like the Bills kind of handed it to him. Mm. Um, but I think this just puts that cherry on top that I, they're really not that team right now. It was just, I mean, and for me, you know, Vikings week is personal. Right. And, you know, Jeremy, huge Vikings fan. He's my mom's ex-boyfriend, but he's still a really good friend of mine. And seeing this, this has got to be the best. This is the best win against the Vikings ever, clearly, because it's the best. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. It's just, it's great. Because <laughs> yeah. usually, usually in my lifetime, Jeremy always makes jokes about this, is the Vikings usually beat the Cowboys like this. Right. Or it's not, or it's, you know, maybe not this bad, but they always beat them. Right. So seeing this, and it was on Sunday, we had a good day on Sunday. I mean, I know you're only there for a little bit. It couldn't have been much better for me. <laughs> you know, I was scared of everybody coming over. Niners were playing on a Monday, so no one really cared what, what was really going on except for me on the TV. Yeah, you're just sweating in front of the television. Yeah, just <laughs> big time sweat. Well, Devin, Devin heard Bills one, so she was kind of worried about that in the morning. Gotcha. Um, but I was like, the, the worst case scenario for me was Cowboys get stomped with all you guys there. <laughs> just Jer- rubbing it in. <laughs> Jer- Jeremy, give me, Jeremy, give me a call, being like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> But that didn't happen. I'm very happy today. And we're on to New York at home on Thanksgiving. This Thursday. That'll be fun. T- tomorrow. Yep. And the Cowboys are wearing their – wearing a throwback uni, which they haven't Ooh. worn, I think, in probably 10 years. Is it white? Yeah, it's the, it's the white tops with the blue – two blue stripes down the middle and then the, the solid blue stars. Okay. Interesting. Because, you know, the NFL did their whole thing with uh, teams could do alternate helmets now. Right. So that's what the Cowboys are doing tomorrow, which I'm really excited to see because I, I don't necessarily like the jerseys as much, but I love the helmets. I think they're really clean. Nice. I'll stay tuned for that. Yeah. One other thing I want to say about the Vikings head coach, and I'm saying this first, and I've said this to Devin, and she doesn't see it. <laughs> the Vikings head coach, and look this up if you're listening, he resembles Harry Styles just a little bit. Let's see. He looks like Harry Styles. Harry Styles is a football coach. You look it up, you tell not, me. Not bad. Not, not bad. I mean, obviously different hair, but... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's more... Yeah. The if Harry Styles, similarities. If Harry Styles was a football coach. I feel like um, Kevin O'Connell has a, has a different shape, like jaw. Jawline. Yeah, he's got, he's got a bigger jawline. And like at the chin, too, is a little different. But, but yeah, it's not, it's not terribly far off. Okay, thank you. Like if you threw a hat on Harry Styles, you might be able to say they're brothers. That's all I'm saying. I won't knock you too bad on that one. Thank you. Appreciate it. So let's talk talk about your Niners. They play Mexico City on Monday. This game, I didn't watch a lot of this game. I'm kind of glad I didn't because it was a blowout. Yeah, I mean, the Niners didn't play well early in the game, but once they got going, it was full steam ahead, and they just – they took it to the the Cardinals. 38-10 was the final score. The Colt McCoy-led Cardinals on that. Right, yeah, which I'm not going to get overly excited about beating Colt McCoy. But But a win's a win. A win's a win. Um, I felt like it was their cleanest – game they've played this year maybe the most efficient game as well um, no turnovers no sacks almost seven yards of play which is outstanding jimmy um, g look jimmy g look nice yeah jimmy with four touchdown passes the only time he's ever gone four touchdowns and no interceptions is, has been against the cardinals so he loves beating up on them and i believe um, he's he's gone three games that interception yeah he's he's playing well i mean he's doing he's doing what the niners need him to do obviously on average he's not doing anything to win the game per se. But as long as he's protecting the ball and getting the ball into his playmaker's hands, that's all we can ask for. So let's say if, and they won't, the Niners win the Super Bowl this year. 
are they going to Trent Dilfer his ass and just dish him if he wins it for you guys? It's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Obviously, it's a big if. Obviously, because yeah. going so, forward, they're would, based on their cap situation. They're kind of hoping to get Trey Lance as the starting quarterback for at least a couple of years on his rookie deal, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, shit, it's going to be tough to to. You know, like you said, it's a big if, but if it did happen, it would be tough to let him go. There's no doubt about it. And we know the Niners have a history, at least in the past couple of years, of you know getting hot at the right time and making a deep playoff run. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's out of the question that they can make a deep playoff run and make it to the championship game or even the Super Bowl. As much as I don't want that, I think they totally could. They have the personnel, no doubt about that. Yeah, their their defense is probably the first or second best behind the Cowboys. It's up there for sure. It's you know it's probably. Top three, top two. Yeah. So they, they have they have what it takes. Yeah. I think it's just I, – I, I feel like I still feel the same way as I did last week, regardless of this win. I feel like they they have the potential to get to the Super Bowl. I'm just not sure that they can win it. I just okay. – I feel like they're just – I think, again, Jimmy would probably be the thing holding them back. But yeah. We'll, 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 we'll see. See what happens this year. But, yeah, you, you had to have felt good about – that game. It's it's nice to have a, a, a game where you know you you don't have to make a play in the in the fourth quarter to win it. You can just put it away early and, and cruise. Especially in the regular season where it's you know you're just trying to labor through and, and get to the playoffs at this point. That that stadium they played at, did I hear right that it's a mile and a half above sea level? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like seven seven or eight thousand, something like that. That's they were, they were probably huffing and puffing. Man, oh, these yeah. guys, these guys are professionals, but playing that kind of, I would think even Broncos players would be huffing and puffing up there. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Uh, you got anything from Week Eleven, my friend? Uh, no, nothing really noteworthy. I mean, I guess I had. You see, Mike White is now the starter for the. Yeah, Jets. Zach Wilson got benched. Did we I talk about like- how this game ended this past week? I watched it. Yeah. Oh, did you? Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you texted me. I texted you. And I think you had, you were leaving to come to Devon's. Right. And you're like, I missed that. But yeah. yeah what? Well, so it was three three. The Jets punt it with about I would say it was about ten seconds left. Yeah. And then the Patriots scored the touchdown to essentially win the game with three seconds left on the clock or four yeah. seconds, which is that's, just a that's a killer. It's it's oh, only I, the fourth fourth time I think in the last forty years that a game has. Or that a, a special teams touchdown has given the lead to a team in the last ten seconds or something like that, like the, like the go ahead lead, right? Yeah, something like that. Crazy. You know, Jets fans are thinking, man, we can't catch a break. Yeah. I do like your boy Robert Sala, though. I think. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. He's all right. I mean, maybe I'm just used to him being an old defensive coordinator, but he does have a defensive coordinator vibe. Right. He just looks tough. Yeah. He he's, looks like he could be Dwayne Johnson's cousin, <laughs> and, and he made it, and he he did say that this isn't the end of Zach Wilson's career with the Jets. And I don't oh, think no, 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 yeah. I think that's premature. I think I think this could be a move for the Jets <clears throat> to kind of humble Zach Wilson because based off the way he reacted, you see that post game. Someone asked if you, they, I think they asked him, "Do you think you let down the defense this week?" Uh huh. And he said, "No." Yeah, yeah. Based yeah. On, he, he's definitely. Uh, He's got a little ego to him, but well, of course, he's a sharp-looking dude, and he's right. a quarterback in the NFL. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the Spencer Rattler thing all over again, right? Um, but he'll, he'll figure. Yeah, I'd like to think he'll figure it out because Mike White is not the answer long term. <laughs> no, no way. 
Is there a chance? Yeah, but I don't think he is. I think no. Zach Wilson's more of a long-term option than Mike White. No doubt. Isn't that just the whitest name of all time, by the way? Mike White. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, yeah, I mean, nothing else really that interesting happened. Kind no. of week. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, let's see. Uh, ready for a player of the week? Yep, and I already mentioned mine. Mine's Tony Pollard again. I hate to sound like a homer, but he had a huge game. I figured you were going to pick him, and I, yeah, I would. I have nothing to say bad about that pick. Either like I said, it. eighty yards rushing, hundred nine yards receiving, and two touchdowns. And he could have the opportunity to score two touchdowns on the ground, but they gave him to Zeke, which right. is fine. I don't care who scores, just score. Yeah, yeah. So I'm picking him for the second time this year, but I had to. Nice. After I'm going something like that, I'm going Jimmy G for the second time this year. Okay. Four I touchdowns. I thought you were going to pick your boy Kelsey again. Yeah, but uh, as, as good of a game as Kelsey had, uh, I'm going Jimmy this week. Four touchdowns, about 70% completion percentage. So, great well, game from him. I don't feel nearly as bad for sound like a homer because you picked Jimmy G. So, <laughs> I like that. Yep. There we go. It's a homer week. Um, let's let's get into top six, man. It's first first one of the year. First one. It's um, going to you – know, it's this one – I'm I'm rolling with what I got, but you're gonna have to hear me out. So, do you want to explain what to people to people who might be new listeners what we're yes. doing here? So, essentially, um, we are copying what the college football playoff committee does, but with NFL teams, um, and we're doing like a sort of a power rankings essentially because we're not this is not real, but um, we're essentially picking the four teams that we think would make the best you know, college football type playoff scenario. And then of course we're calling it NFL top six because they always do their top six as showing the, the next two teams that would be in the, in the conversation. Yeah. It's the top um, four, the top four would make it into the tournament and then the six, on, the two that are on the fringe. Right. Exactly. Okay. And that's how I do it. So when people look at my list, they're going to say, huh? And I don't even think that my second team is the second best team in the league. And I'm going based off of their wins and their losses. Yep. So I do, put, I do put good losses. You know, there's no such thing as really a good loss, but you lose to a good team, I think that's a good loss. Sure. Yeah, but you're, you're if, not going to take as much away from a team for it. Exactly. Yeah. So, hey, you start off. All right. So I'm going to go one to six. That's fine. So um, number one is Philadelphia. I think that's a pretty easy one. They have, you know, three good wins, Dallas, Washington, Minnesota. Um, and and even though they did lose to Washington, they've also beat them, so we know that we can they can beat them. And they have the best record, so it makes it easy for me on that one. Um, and number two, I'm going with the Dolphins. Wow. Um, so, to me, the Dolphins, after Philadelphia, have the next best collection of wins since they've beaten Buffalo, Baltimore, and New England. Um, I, I couldn't really, like, find another team that, that matched them in that regard. Plus, I believe they are 7-1 and one when Tua plays. So I think okay. that's, a, that's another factor. Okay. Um, number three, I got the Bills. Bills have another great collection of wins. Kansas City, Baltimore, Tennessee. Um, and then at number four, I'm going with the Cowboys. Wow. They have more wins against 500 or better teams than any other team in the league. Um, oh, fuck me. Um, <laughs> yeah, get there. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then number six or number five, I'm going with the Vikings. I mean, they're eight and two. Couldn't, couldn't not have them on this list, I felt like. Mm-hmm. And number six, I got the Chiefs, also waiting to. You would probably think the Chiefs should be higher, 
based on their uh, just their eye test. You got the Chiefs but at six. Got the Chiefs at six. Wow. Yeah. We're, and, we are we are very different. Yeah. Which and I, and I, like. I want to have the Chiefs higher, but they've only beaten Buff or they've only beaten the Niners, the Bucks, and the Chargers twice. So they don't really have like a signature win. And Buffalo's beaten them, and they lost to Indianapolis. So I'm got them at, at six. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We're 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 doing it different. Yeah. I have I have. I got Philly at one. Okay. Like you said, they're good wins to me are against the Vikings and the Cowboys. I kind of thought about the Commanders, which they are a good team, but they're also fourth in the division right now. Right. Um, I put the Vikings at two, at eight and two. Okay. I'm you fine know, with that. Like, like for for me, the higher the, the higher the wins you got, I'm going to put you higher in my rankings because I think that's what the college football playoff does. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I do think they have good wins against the Dolphins and the Bills. Yeah. Yeah, they and, do. The, and the Vikings have their two losses are against the Eagles, who are above them. And yeah, they got you know smashed by the Cowboys, but the Cowboys are also a good team who are second in their division right now. Right. I took. And, I'll be honest. I took away a little credit for Minnesota on the win against Miami because Tua didn't play. Okay, but, that's, but right. that's just me. Yeah. Uh, three. I got the Chiefs, who are also eight and two. Okay. Um, they. I think they have good wins against the Buccaneers, Niners, and Titans because I think all three of those teams are the Bucan or they're close to winning their division. Right. currently yeah and the good loss is to the bills and i put them behind the vikings because the vikings beat the bills fair number four i got the dolphins at okay. seven seven and three i think they have good wins against the ravens and bills like you said yep i think, do think they have good losses against the Bengals and the vikings yeah number five i got the bills at seven and three they're good wins to me are the titans ravens and chiefs and they're good losses to me you know, the Dolphins and the Vikings, who gotcha. are above who are above them. Right. And number six, I have the Ravens at seven and three, who good their good wins, in my opinion, are the but the Bengals and the Buccaneers. And their good losses are the Dolphins, Bills, and Giants. I know it's three losses, but Right. I mean, um, I think all of our teams have uh you know, they have seven wins, so they're all at least seven wins. So and I couldn't and the, uh, you know, the Dolphins and Bills are above the Ravens. Right. In my list, so I just we're different, but I think both of ours make sense. Yeah. Wait, did you leave the Cowboys out? I'm sorry, did I miss that? Yeah, oh, yeah, they're out. They're not. I don't okay. think so right now. Interesting. I just, I mean, what you said, I didn't know that stat about them winning a lot of games against teams over 500. I guess technically, if you count Kansas City beating the Chargers twice, oh, okay, well, uh, that's that gives them four against 500 better teams, but the, the Cowboys have uh, four as well. Yeah. Well, I also didn't put the Cowboys in there because they're not leading their division. Yeah, fair enough. So yeah. that's where that's kind of where I went with this. And I just realized week, my top four are from just two different divisions. <laughs> <laughs> I got Eagles, Eagles and Cowboys from the same division, then Dolphins and Bills. So mine's a little mine's a little more kind of clean cut and straightforward based off the the records. Right. I try that's, to stay away from that this year. Just okay. just to not be too like Chuck. If you want, no, that makes sense. We both got our, uh, both got our lists. I, I mean, the Chiefs and the Vikings. To me, it's since the, you know the Vikings beat the Bills and the Chiefs haven't or right. didn't. That's yeah. that's only re- it's the only reason why I have the Vikings over the Chiefs right now. Do I yeah. think the Vikings are a better team than Chiefs? Absolutely not. Exactly, I'm with you not, on that. Not even close. Yeah. But if we're doing it this way, that's just the way I'm doing it. Yep, I'm with you there. Cool. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay, so it's in. And we're going to do this every week, unlike for, 
unlike previous oh. years. Okay. Uh, where we did it oh. like every other week. Oh, that's right. Then we're going to not do it in the playoffs, though, are we? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Top six. It's in there. It's time for uh, week 12 picks. Yes. How did we, we do last week? Uh, so, let's see. I kind of came back to earth. I know that. Yes, we both went one and two. So, we, we just uh, we went right back to where we like to be, you know? Just a little under 500. <laughs> All right. That's Hey, I feel good still. I mean, I yeah. came back from a lot. Yeah, I mean, you're 16 and 17. Uh, I'm 15 and 18, so we're we're both neck and neck, both right kissing uh, 500 almost. Oh yeah. Uh, Gage, you go first. I'm starting off with the Thursday game tomorrow. I'm picking the Giants plus 10 against my Cowboys. Okay. Kind of feel like this is a trap game from the Cowboys, even though I did see, but after I made these picks, that the Cowboys or the Giants are going to be missing five offensive linemen. I don't think they're all starters, but it's still that's, missing. That's a lot. <laughs> no matter I mean, that's yeah, still a lot of offensive linemen that you could need. Yeah. My second game, I'm going the Ravens minus four against the Jags. Okay. It just, it just feels good. All right. The Jags aren't playing well. The Ravens aren't playing great, but I think they could. They're they a should, far better team, yeah. They, they should cover this easily, in my opinion. Yeah. And the third one for me was tough, but it's a huge number, so I'm picking the Rams Plus 14 and a half against the Chiefs. Fair. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like, man, that's a – I mean, I know the Rams are missing a lot of guys. But, uh, yeah. Could I, could I see Kansas City winning this game by 17? Yeah, but I just – I got I to gotta take the plus. Yeah. You said that was plus 14? Plus 14 and a half. Or 14 and a half. Cool. All right. So, I'm also taking Baltimore minus four against Jacksonville. I feel like that's uh, – there's just a big spread in talent offensively on but from both these teams. It's just so it like, seems, it's, a low, it's a low number. It does seem a little low because that's telling you that Baltimore would only be a touchdown favorite against Jacksonville at home. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. Um, I am taking Tennessee plus two against Cincinnati. I feel like people disrespect Tennessee and they don't realize that their run game is so damn dominant that mm-hmm. they can, you know, hold the ball for for all the whole game and, and still, you know and win this one. And they're at home against Cincinnati, so I like that as well. And then I'm also – I'm jumping on the Niners wagon right now. I'm taking the Niners minus nine and a half at home against the Saints. More like the Aints because they ain't shit right now. But they, they're not playing great. That's It's a pretty – it's a big a big issue big number. number too. And you, even though we haven't seen the Niners have like back-to-back dominant performances this year, I, I like them to cover this uh, being at home – Playing a, playing a Saints team that's really struggled no matter who's in there at quarterback. Um, so, yeah, I like this one. All right. I like it. All right. That's football, man. That's football. Unless you, unless you want to shove anything else in this segment. <laughs> um, no, I do have another football note, but I'll save it for last call. I got some more football stuff too, but, yeah, it's definitely last call stuff. Excellent. All right. So what, t- that's- so what, time, what, what time is it? That was easy. Time for last call. Last call, baby. Was that loud enough? Uh, yeah, I could hear it. All right, that's good. <laughs> uh, I got three things. Do you want me to go first, or you go first? Um, you can go first. Uh, did you watch the Grey Cup this week? <laughs> the what? The Grey Cup. Um, no. <laughs> it was on. Uh, I think it was on Sunday. I watched Grey's Anatomy this weekend. No, you didn't. Yeah, we we have been watching it now. <laughs> Well, anyways, I just ex- reason- just exposed myself. Yeah, it's actually, you did. It's actually, actually, it's not that bad. 
I remember it being on in the house uh, when I was younger. Yeah. Tune it in a little bit. But uh, anyways, do you know what the Grey Cup is? Mm, is it like something to do with golf? No, it is the Canadian Football League Championship game. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's what I got. You watched that? Uh, the only reason I watched it is because uh, right when I got off work, or got to work after leaving uh, Friendsgiving, uh, a guy comes up to the bar. <laughs> okay. And he says, is there any way you can get the... Uh, the um gray cup on it's the cfl like super bowl i'm like uh sure do you know what channel it's on I'm like what time it's like it's on right now it's on espn too i was like okay sure whatever there's no one at the bar so i was like yeah the uh, the cowboys <laughs> are smoking the banking so we don't need to watch this anymore <laughs> and so turn it on and it's you know right when the game's starting and i'm just kind of like quizzing this guy on what he knows about he's he's like he's not even from canada he's from colorado he just happened to when when ESPN first started, CFL was like the only rights they had for like showing live games. So he just got hooked on that when he was oh. younger, and wow. he just has been a big CFL fan ever since then. What's his team? Uh, you know, I never got to. I I tried to ask him. He's like, "Well, my team's not in this game," but I, that wasn't my question. I asked him who his team was, um, but yeah, he never he never gave me that answer for some reason. Okay, because I, I was just going to ask you if his team was in it, but okay. Yeah, um, but it was Toronto versus Winnipeg. Toronto beat Winnipeg twenty four twenty three. Oh wow, burner. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a he, he kind of gave me some some insight on on the way the game is a little different. Obviously, I think. It's fairly well documented that the field is a different size. Mm-hmm. They got those big old 20 yard end zones. It's a yeah. 110 yard field instead of a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the goalposts are are on the field like they used to be in the NFL. Yeah. Like on the end zone, end line, whatever. And is is this guy, did, he, did you ask him if he liked the NFL as well? Or is he just Yeah, a, yeah. He's like he's a Broncos fan as well. So he, he watches the NFL. That's kind of cool. I don't really know anybody who likes I know the CFL. It's, it's funny. And he even said he's like even when I've ever gone to Canada I talk, or talk to people from Canada and tried to conversate about the CFL, they're like, you guys, you actually watch that? Because <laughs> we don't even watch that. <laughs> and so, like, the, the, so the Grey Cup's like their Super Bowl. Correct, yeah. And this was the 109th Grey Cup, believe it or wow. not. Wow. Do they do one every year? Or do they do like... Yeah, they do one every year, but it hasn't always been uh, awarded in like professional manner like it is now. It used to be like amateur football or something which i guess it still sort of is but i fucking that that doubles the super bowl right yeah so yeah because the cfl has only been around since i think like 1958 or something Mm -hmm. but still yeah pretty crazy and uh the other thing that i found interesting about the cfl is that they only have three downs instead of four so so the play the ball changes hands a lot quicker Mm -hmm. um and they have a 30-second play clock, so there's a lot more possessions in the game. And do they do, like, third and ten, like first and ten, like the NFL? Yeah, yeah, 10 yards to get a first down. You just only get three yards to do it. The other interesting thing, too, is that the defenders have to line up a full yard away from the ball, like, away from the line of scrimmage. <laughs> wow. So it makes it a little <clears throat> bit easier to run the ball. Huh. Oh, yeah, I can see that. that makes yeah, because, like, you get an easier push, mm-hmm. the offensive line does. But wow. yeah, that's kind of a cool little nugget of info you got. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Boom. Dropped it on you. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> well, I got more stuff, but if you want to drop something in there. Yeah. Uh, so Justin Jefferson, he made the catch of the year, arguably right. of the year so far. 
last yep. year or last week. Did you see that his gloves and arm sleeve will be displayed in the NFL Hall of Fame? <laughs> From that? <laughs> After the performance and catch against the Bills? That's kind of funny. So my, my biggest question is, why? I guess they probably yeah. just wanted something from it to to put. I mean, you would think like the ball would be more interesting, but I don't know. I just like we're like you're, we're putting we're putting gloves and arm sleeves in like <laughs> week week ten in the in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> right? <laughs> that is pretty uh pretty far reach for for some memorabilia. But I just hey. I, I saw that and it was a, a phenomenal catch. But I mean, it wasn't even a playoff game. It wasn't even close to it wasn't even close to a playoff game. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. It's it's just that was weird to me. I don't know why. Um. Okay, so I got something for you. Okay. You know how sometimes when you're watching, it sounds stupid to say this. When you're watching greatness, you kind of don't really understand that it's greatness until maybe after the fact. Yeah, like when I'm watching, you you like you don't appreciate something as much until afterwards, right? Yeah, like when I'm watching Dak Prescott. Yeah, pretty much. Because it's like you know, we glorify Michael Jordan a lot more probably now than he was like when he was still playing. Yeah. Um, but anyways, where I'm going with this is, I went down a rabbit hole the other day and realized that the Patriots from 2003 to 2019 averaged pretty much 12 and a half wins per season. That's... Per season for a 17 year span, and there's 16 games played. 16 games played. They, they, they won 12 games 13 times in a 17-year stretch. They were, they were a well-oiled machine. They were nothing. an absolute machine. There were, it was death taxes and the Patriots winning games in January. <laughs> yeah. For a they long only, time. Yeah, they only had one season where they didn't win at least 11. They won 10. So they won 10 at least in every single season. Was that like the Matt Castle year? No, it wasn't even the Matt Castle year. Because the that, Matt Castle what, year, they, they won, won 11, 11 yeah. but missed the playoffs, amazingly. Mm-hmm. So what, you're try- it, it, what you're trying to get at is we shouldn't have took Tom Brady for granted. I just, I mean, just looking back on it, it was it's unbelievable what they did for a stretch of time. Yeah, it's. I even think they had a, a eight straight twelve win seasons too in that span as well. <laughs> so you could just chalk it up, Patriots twelve. <laughs> <laughs> just chalk it up. They're winning twelve. <laughs> they're winning twelve. They're, they're winning the division and they're winning twelve. Yeah, and mind you, this started even after they'd already won a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Because they won the first one in, in the oh, one season. Yeah. But, yeah, unbelievable. Wow. And five Super Bowls mm-hmm. in that span as well, plus the one. So, speaking of college basketball, Virginia. Well, well, I mentioned college basketball earlier. <laughs> yeah. To start the show, so it's not, why not end with it, right? Right. So, Virginia, they have a facility where like they play basketball and other things, too. Mm-hmm. And it's called John Paul Jones Arena. And of course, my dumbass for some reason could think it's possibly dedicated to Led Zeppelin bassist John Paul Jones. <laughs> of course, I, it's I, not. I, I just had to look it up. No, it was some man who went there and he donated thirty-five million to help construct the arena. <laughs> That's pretty funny. You know, you know, John Paul Jones' name is the guy who founded the Navy too. That he also has that name. That. Well, yeah, the man who all the, all three of these guys I'm talking about are not the same guy. Obviously, got you. That's, but, that's that's funny. So we have this guy, we have the bassist from Led Zeppelin, and then the third mm-hmm. guy founded the Navy. His name is John Paul Jones. That's well. wild. That's a pretty strong name right there. It's just I had to look it up. 
I, I had a feeling it wasn't after the basis because I mean, Led Zeppelin is Led Zeppelin that great to have stadiums named after him? Maybe not, not quite. I mean, you know, maybe, sense? maybe like a music venue. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> just, just had, <laughs> but, but not a basketball arena. Yeah. <laughs> also, speaking of music, I was listening to the radio last week, and they kept talking about this thing called the Jim Ursay Collection. Are you familiar with this? No. So Jim Ursay, it's the owner of the Colts, who. Jeff Saturday is the Col- Jeff Sunday is the col- uh, the coach for. <laughs> yes, that too. So, the Jim Ursay collection is a collection of artifacts of rock music, American history, and pop culture. <clears throat> and there will also be performances by John Fogerty, Danny's Boy, Buddy yeah. Guy, and Ann Wilson of Heart. Nice. This is, ha- this is happening in San Francisco on December tenth. And you know, Jim Ursay is kind of a he's kind of a douche. Oh yeah. But this right here sounds like it's right up my alley. I love rock music. I love pop culture. And I mean, American history to me is blah, but the first yeah. two, this, yeah. it, it actually sounds pretty cool. Nice. And I, I kept hearing it on the radio and I'm like, is this for real? Like, what is it? So I looked it up and it's legit. It's like all Jim Ursay. It's like Jim Ursay's collection of things. Huh. He loves, and where is this again? Well, it's, it's, I think it's traveling. Oh, I see. So like it does shows in other places, kind of like how like a concert would do. Gotcha. So this will be happening, I believe, at the Bill Graham Civic Center in San Francisco in a few weeks on the 10th. Nice. I just kind of thought that was cool. I looked it up and I was like, oh, that's actually not that bad. Have you seen like ticket prices? I swear I went on a website and it said for free, but that didn't make any damn sense to me. Huh. It's, well, probably, not, it it's probably not free, but yeah. it's something I'd consider going to maybe not in a couple weeks, but maybe in the future. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I want to say maybe some of the money that goes towards this goes towards charity or maybe it's I, like an, I, I want to say maybe it's like some of it's an auction stuff too, maybe. Right. There's a lot of information on that really get down but i know jim ursay was such a collector apparently so so shout out to jimbo ursay jimbo. <laughs> i did have one more thing but i think i'm gonna save it for next week because it will still be relevant i think okay. um but yeah i think uh, that's all i got that's all i got all right well i'm glad we were able to do this even though we didn't get to see each other it's but, okay uh, hopefully i miss the studio it's been a couple weeks I know. It has been. It's been different. We've been traveling and uh, going to other houses and whatnot. Just but... doing things. Um, yeah. I just, I just want to say real quick, thankful for you. Thankful for this podcast. Absolutely. Thankful for the listeners week in and week out who appreciate what we do and we appreciate you. And I hope you and your family and everybody listening has a nice Thanksgiving. I 100% echo that statement. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Thank you for listening. We're going to see you next week, hopefully live on camera. Peace.